Hey guys, I'm Eric McLean. And I'm Kelly Gramlich. It's time to talk some ACC football. Let's go. Happy Tuesday, everyone, and welcome into the Gramlich and McLean podcast episode 123. It's so funny because as I'm listening to this episode, I'll probably be driving down highway one, two, three. Oh, okay. I drive on that road all the time. <laughs> if you live in the upstate of South Carolina, you know what I'm talking about. But Mac, we're at episode 123 and we have a very special week. Do you want to tell the people how this week, how this four episode week came about? Yeah, come on, KG. Well, you guys know we, we try to get you a pretty high level guest each and every week. And, and there's sometimes where you know, people are a little delayed in getting back to us and, and maybe, uh, you people know, take are busy. A, people are busy. We're busy. People are busy. You know, we, we get a little delayed responses. And so, you know, maybe we have to put out some other feelers like, Hey, you know, would, would this guy like to join with that, that guy like to join? And, uh, you know, we, we had a little bit of a cricket situation. So we sent out two <laughs> invites. Well, what happens when you send out two invites and you get two yeses back, you have a four episode week and that's where we are right now, but it's two really big yeses guys. This is episode 123. We have superstar Phil Jerkovic from the Boston College Eagles coming on, quarterback one there. And then Thursday, we'll be releasing another episode, 124, and that will be star player Sean Tucker from the Syracuse Orange. So really two fantastic players in the ACC. It's a loaded week, so we had to double up, and we're going to do two uh, guest episodes this week. But let's dive into this episode Phil Jerkovic, superstar quarterback from Boston College, really has been such a difference maker for BC each and every time that he is on the field. The Eagles have won a lot of games with him at quarterback, and the future looks oh so bright. Uh, Boston College, again, the things that they can do offensively when Phil's on the field, they're just a different team and throwing the ball at a very high clip. This interview, KG, was so much fun. That's right, Mac. Phil Jerkovic got injured earlier in the season, and most people thought he was going to be out for the year. But he comes back against Virginia Tech, the game that Mac was calling, by the way. And it's very exciting for Boston College as they've won their last two. They're now bowl eligible with a couple games left to continue to do some damage. And against Georgia Tech in the win last weekend, 41-30 to win, Jerkovic was 13-20 of 20 for 310 two touchdowns. He also ran the ball for 71 yards and three touchdowns. Five total tutties for QB1 for BC. And as BC has informed us, which is pretty impressive, he was all state in football in the state of Pennsylvania and all state in basketball. So dude was a hooper, which means, you know, I already have a different level of respect for (laughs) Big Phil. That's right, KG. Well, let's get right to it. Here's the interview with Phil Jakovic. Phil Jerkovic, my man, welcome into the show. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Great to be here. Yeah, no question, man. Listen, huge win this past Friday night, and you make a surprise comeback. Just really take the world by storm. Boston College releases this Michael Jordan-type uh, you know, press release. I'm back. Uh, for starters, how was it being out there with your guys? It was, uh, it was so exciting, and it was also a relief uh, to know that I can play with the risk not quite being 100%, but it being good enough. And so it was a relief to know that I can play with it, but just so exciting to play with this group of guys because I really thought I was going to be done for the season. 
what what was the most difficult thing? Now I, I know you you're going through so much and you know, really before the game, what Jason came up and kind of broke the news to us and said, Listen, don't tell anybody yet, but this is gonna happen. And so I was just locked in on you, bro. I, I was watching your excitement, your energy. I mean, you look so jacked up and, and excited to play and be out there. But what was the most difficult thing? What was it conditioning? Was it just you know, getting back into game speed, rhythm. What was it? Uh, the most difficult thing was really just being on the sideline for all that time, not being able to really participate, trying to work out on the side, but not really being a part of things. That That's what's tough about being injured and being out. But uh, it, it, the coaches did a good job of trying to keep me engaged by um, just helping out the other quarterbacks or doing footwork. Yep, that makes sense. Mac and I both know what it's like to be injured. It's no fun. And it can really affect you mentally as well. And, you know, there were many people that thought, okay, he's just going to heal up this year. He'll be back for 2022. He might go pro, who knows. But what made you want to say, all right, even though I'm not 100%, I'm not all the way there, I need to get back out there. Why did you feel that way? Uh, Just really meeting with the doctor. and. Uh, the explanation that he gave was that the wrist is is good to go. So once I got that confirmation, it was all about uh, how comfortable I was going to be with throwing and playing, but I was going to be healthy out there. So that gave me confidence. And then after that, I was, we were all surprised at, at how well it came back, uh, the range of motion and the strength. Awesome. That's great to hear. What did you learn about yourself when you were injured? You had a lot of time to sit there, reflect, be on the sidelines. I know that's not fun, but what did you learn about yourself? Uh, I tried to sit back and appreciate things from a different perspective. Being out, uh, it gave me a new uh, desire to really play, to to get back out there, just watching it, seeing what I could do uh, to affect the game. And then whenever I, I... have come like once I've come back, uh, I think I've learned that I can create a, a spark for the team, uh, bringing juice and, and energy and, and the way I play and the way I lead out there. I don't think there's any question about that, Phil. Listen, Boston College is they're a completely different team with you on the field. And, and even to the point where, you know, defenses have to scheme you guys up differently because just your ability to push the ball downfield, your ability to be so mobile. And I think that in itself, it has creating, created openings in the run game. And, and honestly, because of your injury, I think Boston College has found a superstar in Pat Garwo. How excited are you about just the balance that you guys are going to have you know, for the rest of this year and, and you know, maybe moving forward? It's great to see. Even in uh, the past game against Virginia Tech, we really relied on running the ball and our defense stepping up. The past game wasn't really – there we we didn't throw the ball a whole lot and uh, we connected on on some, but it was really the run game that drove us. So that's gives the quarterback so much confidence knowing that we don't have to pass the ball that we, we can run the ball and we can still score. Yeah, how, how did it feel just to be back out there, man? Throwing that ball around, being back out running, taking that first hit. Uh, you dive. I called it air fill on the broadcast <laughs> when you dove into the end zone. Just walk me through that relief of man, I'm here with my guys. Yeah, it was so much fun. Stepping on the field, knowing I'm back, uh, playing live football again. It was one of the most fun games I've, I've played in. And the energy in the stadium was great. It, 
was the red bandana game. So uh, it was a special moment for everybody at BC. I love it when BC does the red bandana game. Really cool tradition um, up there in Chestnut Hill. Let's talk about another one of your teammates. This guy is absolute freaky with what he can do on the field. But tell me more about Zay Flowers off the field and y'all's connection, your relationship. I want to know a little more about Zay. Zay's great. He always has a a bunch of energy. He's always smiling. Uh, He talks a lot. You can probably hear him if you're – (laughs) <laughs> foot radius of him he's he's a he's a good friend um everybody on the team really likes him uh room with him off uh during their our away games and at the hotel so i've gotten to know zay he comes from a big family in florida um he's just a great dude to be around he's a basketball player we're gonna have a little one-on-one game at the end okay of the oh, we, we need wait. that stream we need that okay line. <laughs> okay hold up here so I am a hooper. Eric McLean thinks he's a hooper. Let's be clear. Be. I try to be. And you think Mac would get in there and we're playing pickup. You'd think he'd try to rebound. No, he's chucking threes. So we'll talk about that later. But uh, tell me more about, okay, so did you grow up playing basketball too, Phil? I did. Okay. What kind of player were you? Did you play in high school? Yes, I did. I scored and I got a lot of rebounds, but I, I would say I was a slasher, uh, guarding their best player, uh, moving the ball creating things, but uh-huh. not really He's like a quarterback. A yeah. yeah I was... <laughs> he distributes the rock. Around. I, I hear that. That's right. Well, what about Zay flowers on the field? I mean, what, what is your favorite attribute about him? I mean, he's such a special player, a burner clearly, but also a guy that can go up and get it. What, what really stands out to you? If you were an NFL exec, what would you say is his best attribute? His shiftiness and, and, uh, vertical speed. I think, uh, he really freezes a defense whenever he gets the ball in his hands just because of uh, all the moves that he has. And his ability to break somebody down, really uh, break their gate, makes, make them stumble, and then burst out of, out of the break uh, has been the most impressive thing that I've seen from him, yeah. I don't think there's any question about that. He, he's so skilled, and I know he's happy to have you back throwing that deep ball and, and just be a game changer because it's, it's so fun to see that connection five to four, and, and especially uh, hope to see that time and time again moving forward here. All right, that's enough skill talk. I know everybody's excited about the skill players. I want to move to the big uglies up front because uh, this offensive line has had a really good year, and they've had to do things just so differently uh, because, okay, we go, we're going from throwing the ball 50 times a game, and now we have to run it 50 times a game, and now hopefully a little bit more balance with you back at QB. What do you see from those guys in practice each and every day around the facility? Uh, just because w- w- what I can see from them on film and what we see on the sidelines, they look like they're having a ton of fun and that they're all best friends. Yeah, they're definitely a close group. They've had a culture here established of toughness and being able to run the ball, uh, offensive line. They have they take great pride in what they do. Um, and we also have veteran guys with Alec, Ben, Tyler, um, Zion. These guys have played for a while. And, and Mahogany, he's this he's now on his second year, so he seems like a veteran too. So these guys they've played a lot of football, and so that uh, in terms of recognizing defenses, Alex Alex been great from the start, and uh, that helps a lot them understanding how we play. Now you guys do a lot of under center quarterback sneak and in, in short guardage, you know, type of situations. And I noticed that you kind of like to go left. Is that because Big Zion is is it easy to follow that guy? I mean, he's freaky. 
Yeah, they were getting on me. The guys on the right wanted me to go to right. So <laughs> they love the QB sneak. Uh, anytime we can, we're in short yardage. Uh, they're always clamoring for that. So all I have to do is get behind them. I was kind of trying to go around the edge, but I just need to go straight forward and let them do the work. I understand. I understand. <laughs> Talk to me more a little bit about Zion and, and just what you've seen from him. A year ago, you know, played left tackle pretty much all year. Now back at his normal position. Then, of course, the game that I call, we have to slide him back to left tackle just because of an injury. How versatile is he as an offensive lineman? Extremely. Being able to play guard and tackle, he's he's gone in at center, uh, some work in practice. So he can really play all three positions. Uh, I think that helps him a, a ton in terms of his future, being able to move around on the line. But, yeah, are you – he likes both, and, and we can switch them to both. So it's it's easy. If, if somebody goes down, we know uh, Zion's the first one to tackle. All right, Mac, enough offensive line nonsense. <laughs> We're going to move on to some other stuff. That was great insight, though, Phil. We do appreciate that. Um, we know Coach Halfley. He's a defensive-minded guy. This defense has looked really good, I think better than a lot of people thought this year when you look at where this defense ranks nationally. Did you have a moment in summer workouts or fall camp where you thought, okay, this defense, I, I think they're going to be pretty good? Fall camp, they were, they were playing well, uh, getting after us. So we weren't scoring. It, we were going through a little rough patch, and I was thinking our defense is playing really well. Now, they also have seen our plays for a while, so <laughs> that's going to happen here and there. But that was a point where, where I saw them step up and I was – I was really thinking they were going to be good this year. Listen, those defensive guys, all they want to do is cheat. They want to get the script, know what we're going to run, and then how can exactly. they be in the best position? Do they you ever get with – a sack in practice. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Do, do you ever get with Coach uh, Signetti there and just say, Coach, listen, let's just go off the script a little bit here. Let's change some stuff up. We got to beat these guys in this drill. But yeah, it's great because we will do some of that uh, depending on their tendencies, but the back and forth of – the offense and defense uh, in training camp is just really fun, especially with this staff because they make it fun. They they go back and forth. They'll, they'll uh, talk at each other a little bit, so it's, it's funny. <laughs> a little healthy competition. Nobody, nobody's ever mad at that. <laughs> well, talk to me more a little bit with Coach Signetti and, and you know, you're in year two of this offense and, and your guys' relationship. It looks like, you know, clearly before your injury, very comfortable in what you're running, and then now that you're back, just looks like you have great ownership. What does a normal week of prep with him look like? Do you guys have one-on-one -on -one meetings? Does he kind of come to you and say, you know, Phil, what, what are you seeing from the defense? What do you like here? What, what does that kind of look like, you know, leading up to a game? Coaching Nettie and the offensive coaches, they'll set the game plan. So um, Monday is really our off day for treatment. Then we'll practice Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Those are our main days of work uh, where – We'll meet in the morning, work out, or practice, and then uh, later in the day, I'll usually meet with Coach Signetti one-on-one. Interesting stuff there with Coach Signetti. And, you know, it's so interesting to think about it from a quarterback perspective because so much of this is on you when you look at the game plan and, and you're trying to prep for, for different teams. And this week, you guys have um, Georgia Tech. We're actually doing this interview a little bit early and then you've got a tough stretch when you look at November and, and you look at what's coming up. What specifically do you feel like your offense needs to do to be able to finish November 
as strong as you think you can push to, to become bowl eligible, what do you need to see from your offense? We just have to be balanced. And I really love all the options that we have now. We can run the ball from under center, out of the gun. I can get involved in the run game a little bit. Um, we can spread it out, um, put it in some some quick throws we, we've done, but then also being able to take the top off of the defense with Jaden, Jalen, and Zay. Uh, we got some really, really fast guys. And so I think it, it makes the defense really respect all aspects of the offense. So I, I want to see us as, as balanced as possible. Balance, exactly. And that's something that, BC wasn't necessarily super balanced last year. I feel like sometimes you threw the ball like 50 times a game, putting that arm on ice. Uh, but this year, a lot more balance for the Eagles. Let's talk a little more about Coach Athlete. He just, he seems like, a, he is a younger guy. He seems like one of those cool coaches. You know, one of those coaches you'd really want to play for. He's not old. He's not out of touch like some of these other guys might be. And I know, yeah, that, I, that wasn't a shot at anyone specific. I'm just saying, <laughs> all right. He knows what he's doing. Um, and I know when you were being recruited, when you were looking to transfer to BC, and then once you did, he picked you up from the airport. I know he put a lot of time into getting you to Chestnut Hill. So what is your relationship like with uh, Coach Halfley? Been great from the start, yeah. With, with him coming to the airport to pick us up, because Coach Halfley, he's, he's humble. Uh, he, he's understanding of everything, and he's not going to be a coach that, will isolate himself or put himself above all the others. Like he's very open. His door is always open for all the players. And he really helps us out with offense. He leaves most of it to Coach Signetti, but he'll pop in and he'll give his advice. And defensively, you know, how brilliant he is yeah. uh, over there with, with helping them out. But um, it, it's been a great relationship from the start. This may seem like a weird question, but because he is younger, is he cool? Like, do you feel like he knows what's up? I mean, does he know? Does he know about he on TikTok? TikTok? Is that yeah, what she's like, trying to ask? Is he on TikTok? Do, do you feel like you have that vibe with him? <laughs> no, I don't think any of that, but. <laughs> okay, no. So yeah, he's not he, cool. He's, he has a ton of energy and he's, um, he does, he is younger. And the yeah. cool thing is that this is his first time coaching, being a head coach. So uh, along the way, it, it's kind of been, it's been fun for us because he's allowed us to create it hmm. kind of with him, like how it is around here. He, he gives a lot of ownership to the players. I don't think there's any doubt that, that when you have a culture that is created, you know, kind of by the players and that your head coach really adopts maybe for the rest of his career, the impact that, you know, he has on you guys, but also that you guys will have on him and, and moving forward is, you know, just really cool because players, you know, come and go and coaches, you know, fingers crossed are there for quite some time. So it, it's fun to see that and, and fun to hear that. Phil, I know you have not made a decision yet, whether you're coming back or going to the NFL, um, but who do, who do you model your game after? Because I've heard a lot of comparisons and just as, you know, you get closer to that time, you know, when, when you think of, okay, Phil Dracovic, who do you try to replicate or, or who do you think you play like in the league? I don't know if there's one person that, I specifically look at, I'll look at Brady, but I don't think I have the same okay. style as Brady. I like that. <laughs> I uh, look at Josh Allen. I like how he plays. Uh, I grew up watching Roethlisberger for a while. Aaron Rodgers is so much fun to watch just because uh, of what he can do. So I'll look at all the quarterbacks, kind of try to take something from each one of them. 
I understand that. So, so who would, I mean, when you're out there by yourself, throwing up a Hail Mary, I mean, who are you envisioning you being? Is, is it, is it Brady? Is that that you said that one first? Is that the guy? He's the best quarterback ever. So yeah. ever, ever the uh, goat. He's the goat. <laughs> All right. Last I don't, one for I don't, you. I don't think it, there's one specific guy though. I'm yeah. I under, hey, yeah. The, the only Phil Dracovic. I understand that. I understand <laughs> that. Uh, last one for you here. Um, is JB, Jason Baum, the best SID, the best guy in communication that you've ever worked with? Yeah, he's right here, Jason. Yeah, he's, uh, he is. He's the best. And he'll, he'll say that, too. He'll let everybody know. <laughs> oh, man, Phil, th this was a lot of fun. I appreciate your time. We appreciate you making some time for us. Uh, good luck the West, rest of the way, my man. And I appreciate you again. All right, thank you. Man, what a fun interview with our guy, Phil Dracovic, just really diving into different avenues, different aspects of this program. We heard about all his great teammates and, and why they are the way they are, the offensive lines, a flowers, and then, of course, this great defense that Coach Halfley and Coach Lukaboo that Phil saw it early on. He said, man, these guys are making plays. He knew that they were going to be really good this season, and they have just delivered time and time again, KG. You want to hear something crazy, Mac? BC, even with Phil Jerk being hurt for kind of that middle part of the season, BC has a chance to win eight games in the regular season. They have Florida State this weekend at home. Then they get Wake at home. So two home games to finish out the year. If Wake beats Clemson, because in that situation, Wake will have clinched for the most part. So maybe BC can get him at home. We'll see. And you look at some of those games they played without Phil Dracovic, a few of those could have turned the other way, especially the Clemson game. We talked about that at nauseum. But to get eight wins, even to get to seven, and then get to a bowl win in, with eight, that would be huge considering what they went through having Phil out for an extended period of time. It is a special, special thing. When you get your quarterback back, and we saw that a week ago, I have a feeling we're going to see it in these last couple of games, as you said, KG. Guys, that's it for this episode. Do yourself a favor. Go check out our producer's podcast, Richmond Weaver. That's Rich Take on Sports. It's a great podcast, has so many different stories, sports stories, things that you guys will want to check out. Really, for, for any walk of life, any sport, anything that you're going through, he has someone in the athletic realm that probably has gone through and done something of that situation. Rich also has the secret project that's right on the horizon. Ooh. Ooh. Can't wait to see it. It's going to be a lot of fun. You will see that, I'm sure, and hear about it uh, on our social media and on this podcast right here. But guys, thank you for listening. If you haven't already, go over to iTunes, follow our podcast, drop us a little five-star rating, or write us a review. We would greatly appreciate that. But until next time, we'll see y'all.